Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. Although I want to talk about something to be aware of, to be on guard against. There's joy thieves out there. That's right. They're not after your money, although they might go after that as well. They might not even be after your health. They're just after your joy, whatever it can be, however they can take it. It is our enemy. You and I have a spiritual enemy, and he understands what Nehemiah said when they were rebuilding the wall, and they were doing a great work for God. He warned the people who were grieving, and by the way, they were grieving. They'd seen the law of God now. They realized how far short they'd fallen. They were working on what God wanted them to do, rebuilding this wall, and they heard the law read, and they saw, oh, they'd been so far off. Isn't that interesting? The people of God, they, they, they had no idea how far off they were, and they began to grieve. And he said to them, do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it is. And the devil knows that. And so the devil's going to want to try and steal our joy. Now, as I've said here the last all this week, we've been talking about joy and rejoicing in the Lord and how to rejoice in the Lord and given some practical helps for this. And if you've not seen those, go to my YouTube page, Tom the Preacher, and just look at the last few days of videos because we're here every day getting in the Word, and you can see they're all related to joy, and it'd be a good series for you to catch up on. But I'm not referring to the sadness that comes from maybe someone dies or a tremendous loss, we have talked about how to overcome and not let that be debilitating. Yes, we grieve as well, but Paul said we don't grieve like those who have no hope. We're not overcome by our grief, and even in the midst of difficult circumstances, our joy can arise and even prevail over our sadness, grief, discouragement, etc., but I'm talking today just about that more ongoing general sense of, 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 of a heavy cloud over our heads and something that's just bothering us, a weight that we're carrying, how the devil will want to steal away your joy. He doesn't want you happy. You're God's child. He wants you to walk around with a sour face. He wants you to walk around looking like you've been eating lemons all day. He wants you to walk around living life like God can't satisfy, like the Christian life is a big, old, depressing bummer, rather than that God has something good for us, and God wants to fill us with the life, the abundant life, the joyful life that Jesus Christ promised. So I want to talk about some joy stealers. The first one that I think of is looking at our past and having guilt guilt over our past. The devil is the accuser of the brethren, it says, and he will often be trying to tell you, reminding you of your past and ways that in your past you did things wrong. Now, I don't know how you think when you find out someone did something wrong, but to me it's no surprise because the Bible says we're sinners. The first step to acknowledging to becoming a Christian is acknowledging that you have been a sinner. You've failed God. 
You've done things you're ashamed of, embarrassed about. You've done things you hope nobody knows about. God knows about them, but maybe they're hidden from anybody else. I don't know. But it doesn't surprise me to find out someone's a sinner. If you told me some of the things you have done, I don't think it surprised me. Now, I might not have known it, but I'd say, yeah, those are things people do. We sin against God. We come to Christ to receive forgiveness for what we have done. We repent of what we have done. We've turned from what we've done. We say, God, I am so sorry. I've done something I'm ashamed of. I've done something I know was wrong. I hope I never do it again. I ask you to forgive me. This attitude, we've all, we have it, and I want to say that that's the Christian attitude. But the devil wants to just keep reminding us. But what's God say about our past guilt, our past sin? It says in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, he then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin. My friends, sometimes we have a better memory than God. That's right. We have a better memory than God. God has chosen to forgive our sins and our lawless deeds. He's chosen to do that. The devil's chosen to remind us of them. And so you've got to ask, well, who are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to God who says you're forgiven, you're clean, I remember them no more? Or are you going to listen to the accuser of your soul who wants to rob you of your joy, remind you of your failures, and rub it in your face? I encourage you to listen to God. Now, sometimes there may be a, we say at the basis, and I want to remind us the basis of our sin and see something important here. 1 John 1, verses 7 and 9. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Wow. How do you walk in the light? Verse 9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There you get the word twice, to be cleansed. Chapter 2, it says he is the full, Jesus is the full payment for our sins. What do we do? We walk in the light. We confess our sins. First to God. That's what we do. You confess your sins to God. Against him and him alone, really, have you sinned. You confess your sins to God. And you tell him, you walk in the light, you don't hide them, you don't deny them, you don't say, you don't excuse them, you confess them, you acknowledge them, you agree with God, I was wrong, I sinned, oh God, please forgive me. Obviously with the intent, I hope I don't do this again, I'm asking you to forgive me because I don't want to live this way. And you walk in the light with God, you confess it to God, and he will cleanse you. Sometimes the devil continues, or maybe it's not the devil, maybe it's our conscience, reminds us that maybe we needed to confess to someone else. Maybe we did harm someone, 
hurt someone, and we need to confess our sin to them. We need to put ourselves in their shoes, realize how we hurt them, and say, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? Walk in the light with another person as well. Clear your conscience. This might be what the key to having freedom from the devil, bringing it up, anchoring, anchoring your soul to it so that you have no joy. Freedom from guilt over the past. Don't let the devil remind you that. As we say, when he reminds you of your past, you just remind him of his future, and that'll help. Second thing, though, is regret. Regret over your past. The Bible says the righteous man falls seven times and rises again. And sometimes it's not guilt over our past. Sometimes it's regret. Something we said that we can't take back, and it was hurtful. And we've been forgiven for it, but it was still hurtful. And it caused pain to someone. Maybe a really bad investment decision you made and you suffered big loss. Maybe the loss of, uh, of, of a relationship. I mean, there's all kinds of things we do. A missed opportunity. I think I've shared here before how a friend of mine actually created the tech, was one of the programs, created the technology to be able to do exactly what we're doing to put sound on the internet. And he said, Tom, you need to put your sermons up on the internet. People will listen to him. I said, no one's going to listen to a sermon on the internet. And look, here I am now all these years later. But I could have been the very, very first person to ever put a sermon on the internet. I missed the opportunity. I missed the opportunity for that wide range that now who knows what could have happened. But you know, what do we do with regret? We, we, we fall seven times, but we just get back up. Now, this implies that you learn from it. I was talking to a friend of mine once who'd had a number of failed businesses before he had one and became very, very wealthy. And I pointed out to him that I've read that, you know, people fail in business seven times before they succeed. And his answer to me was very interesting. He said, that's provided they learn something from those seven failures. And that's what we have to do with our regrets. We must learn from them. My friend, we all stumble. We all make mistakes. We all say things we wish we didn't say. We've all done things with our money. We with, were bad decisions. We've all done all kind, with our health bad decisions, all kinds of things that we've made bad decisions in life. And you can regret it, and you can look back, and you can say, boy, I wasted time. I wasted money. I wasted life. I hurt somebody. I should have made this decision long earlier, maybe a change, whatever it is. What do you learn? The righteous fall seven times, and they get back up. It implies they learn. And so some good self-examination here. Not regret over the past where you're, you're stewing over it with depression and, 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 uh, and losing, loss of joy, but rather say, wow, I learned something from this. I learned a mistake I'm not going to repeat now. I'm, I've, I'm going to be better in the future. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to have greater faith. God forgives me. Now I need to learn from this. The greatest, most successful people out there have made so many mistakes, but they learn from them. Might we be people who fall and get back up, implying we learn from those regrets? Now, Three joy stealers I promised. One, guilt over your past. Two, regret over your past. The third one has to do with the future. 
fear and anxiety about your future, heavy things that you know about, fear about what could happen in old age, fear about your health, fear about your money, fear about our country, fear about our freedom, fear about all kinds of things, fear about your church, fear about your kids, about your family, anxiety over the future. And we're going to have to wait till tomorrow to deal with that one. We come here every day and get in the Word of God, 8.30 a.m. live, and we're later in the day. You can watch or listen to the podcast, but tomorrow we'll go ahead and deal with this third one, anxiety and fear over the future. For now, let's pray about these first two, okay? Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, to, to be our Savior the propitiation or the full payment for all of our sins, and that by his shed blood we are cleansed, the sacrifice has been made, the offering has been given, the guilt has been taken away, our sins and lawless deeds you remember no more. Help us to not do so either. Help us to learn from our past, but move forward in our future. Help us not to be chained to our past, chained by our sin that you've forgiven, chained by our mistakes that, that you want us to learn from and get back on our feet and move forward. Help us, Father, to not let our past sins, mistakes, failures, missed opportunities, bonehead decisions, whatever they are, help us not let these things rob us of our joy that you give us so abundantly. We thank you our future's bright. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter day by day. And we believe that our past does not need to determine our future because we have a God who's greater than all of our failures, all of our mistakes, even all of our sins. And we bless you for that. And we give you this day to walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me. I hope this is a blessing to you. That's why I come here each day, to inspire you, to encourage you. I believe that as we learn to walk in the ways of God, our lives will be blessed day by day, bit by bit. We, we see it looks for a while, doesn't seem like you're growing, then suddenly you just take off like a rocket the more God's Word gets in you. So thanks for joining me. If you're new, I hope you subscribe to the channel. Join us every day. Tell your friends about it. Let's grow our, let's grow this community. You're here every day. I'm so glad to have you along. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.